The Denver Broncos appear to be interested in having more angry runs in 2023. They added a tailback to the roster alongside Javante Williams. What does this mean for the team and more? You get that on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. The angry run scepter should be making its home permanent in the Mile High City in 2023 after the Broncos added a talented player to the running back roster. Thank you so much for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Every single day you can get this podcast free and available everywhere you get your podcast in audio format or whether you watch on YouTube. Do us a favor, Broncos country. Hit that subscribe or that follow button down below so you never miss out on a day's worth of Broncos news, content, coverage, and more. We break down all the action in Dublin. Valley. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports. Joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger, Cy expert, predominantlyorange.com. And, you know, Sarah, we, we talk about running back being a big need for the Broncos going into free agency. They go out and they get a guy who can contribute in a multitude of ways. Samaj P. Ryan coming to Denver on a two-year deal to really kind of be a rotational guy here in the lineup with Javante Williams, who George Payton has said is on track. We'll have to wait and see where that, you know, kind of formulates. Uh, but, you know, what is your initial take when the, the announcement came in that Samaj P. Ryan was a Denver Bronco? Well, I think your first impression has to be that this is pretty good news for Javante Williams. I mean, barring another running back addition, which I know we will talk about here in a bit, just the idea of that. But I think just on the surface, right, Samaj Ryan coming in kind of makes you think that Javante Williams is going to be able to be healthy for the season. If not, it'll be interesting to see what the Denver Broncos do because, right, they're kind of rebuilding this running back position from the ground up. I know guys like Tyler Beatty and Demaria Crockett are on the right roster right now Tyreek McAllister don't want to sell them short of their opportunity that they're getting as well but really based on what we had on the roster last year it's getting a total revamp with Javante Williams injury all considered so Samaj P. Ryan as a player Cody what do we know about him well we know that the dude is big and nasty when he runs the ball right he's about 240 pounds and obviously like you mentioned in the opening he's got some angry run scepters in his arsenal and he's going to bring those to Denver and hopefully he'll be bringing that angry run energy I found this connection to be very interesting when he was drafted into the NFL out of Oklahoma in 2017 he was drafted by Washington at the time and on that coaching staff with Washington was Greg Minuski the current Broncos inside linebackers coach then he was the D coordinator in Washington but also Ben Kotwicka, the uh, the new special teams coordinator of the Denver Broncos, was the special teams coordinator in Washington at the time. So I just flipped on, you know, hey, what uh, what's been going on with Samaj P. Ryan and special teams? Because we know he's kind of a do everything back. Well, he played a lot of special teams for the Cincinnati Bengals. I did not realize that personally, Cody. So found that to be interesting about his game as well. I think this is a great pickup for the Broncos. I think very underrated. You're going to get a mixed bag, I think, from anybody, right? You look on Twitter, people are like, yes, great signing. You're, then you're going to see a couple that say, oh, why did they do that? You know, there's this guy available. We'll talk about another running back, as you mentioned here. The thing I want to really hammer home here, pun intended, with a physical style, like Sean Payton and George Payton, they seem to be building this team based off physicality, right? We talk about McGlinchey and Powers in the run game in the trenches, Zach Allen on the defensive line. Physicality is their game. You look at Samaje Pirine, that is his game. He's been a game changer as well. Like, he's the 
the he was the guy behind Joe Mixon in Cincinnati. But I don't want people to forget. Remember when the the year that the Bengals went to the Super Bowl, they were trailing at half against the Kansas City Chiefs. Like it looked like the Chiefs are just going to blow them out in that first half. So Maje Pirine's screenplay for a touchdown gave them life in that game. So he can provide a little bit of electricity for you. Not only can he contribute as a rusher, he averaged 4.1 yards per carry in Cincinnati last season. Didn't have as many attempts. He had, I think it was like 95 attempts. I think it was somewhere, you know, along that realm there. Two rushing touchdowns, but he also will add an element out of the backfield as a pass catcher, right? If Sean Payton wants to reinvigorate the screen game that we have not seen in Denver for God knows how many years, he had four receiving touchdowns as well last season. So there is value. But like, while those are exciting, you know what stands out to me? He is really damn good in pass protection. As you mentioned, he loves physicality. He loves contact and he's a reliable pass protection option in max protect situations, third down situations if you're going to pass. So Maje Pirine is an under the radar pickup for Denver. I'm a big fan of it. I think a lot of Broncos country as well, you know, make sure you chime in on the YouTube video in the comments down below if you're watching. You can always tweet us on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Lockdown Broncos. But I also think that, okay, while they've added a running back and we know that Javante is on track, so to speak, if Javante's still not, you know, if he's on track, do you think that Denver will add another running back? And I think we have to take a look at that. Like, that's a very interesting question to throw out with the addition of Pirine. Are they done at that position? I think if he is ready, Javante Williams, who I'm speaking of right now, if he's going to be ready for the start of the season or very early on in the season, I think now you pivot to the NFL draft. Maybe you bring back Latavius Murray as an additional kind of veteran player there, but I think for sure you pivot to the NFL draft. As far as free agency, if you're thinking, you know, Javante may need the the PUP list to start the year, which would put him out for what, six or eight weeks? I can't remember exactly what it is, but something like that for at least a couple months to start the season if he starts on the PUP. I, I Cody, I would still consider me. I know we got a couple backs in free agency that have connections to the new running backs coach, Lou Ianni. So I think that's something that I would consider, Spe- namely David Montgomery, Kareem Hunt. And I'm sure, you know, obviously when he was at Iowa State, very clearly he coached against, you know, Samaj P. Ryan's Oklahoma team. So he knows him well, I'm sure, in that regard. But at the same time, bringing in somebody that he has a direct history with could be interesting. Uh, so I think that I don't think the Broncos are done adding at the running back position, whether that's free agency via somebody like Latavius Murray, who's probably not going to cost you a ton, or maybe you do go after. I saw, I, you know, Twitter detectives are out, Cody. I saw that Miles Sanders liked a little edit in, of him in a Broncos uniform, and he said his goodbyes to the Eagles as well. So I guess you just never know. And it does seem like Sean Payton really wants to heavily emphasize the running game. So the Broncos have made their investments on the offensive line maybe they make another one at center but for the time being maybe you do shift your attention and focus to that running back position I still feel like Latavius is going to re-sign with Denver. It just makes too much sense. And it's not going to cost you a lot. Like, that's the thing. Like, Denver's cap hits here for 2023 with a lot of their new free agency signings. It's not going to impact them in a negative manner. There could even still be some more restructures that are approaching. Like, free agency, like, 
This is the legal negotiating period. People forget on Wednesday, everything gets real at two o'clock PM Mountain Time. I mean, there's still so many trades that could happen. We've already seen some trades in the last 48 hours. We'll talk about some potential Broncos trades that have been circulating even more now that free agency has begun. I think Latavius coming back to Denver is still in the books for Sean Payton. It makes too much sense at this point. I'm sure Latavius has texted Sean Payton and said, hey, coach, come get me. Like, what's going on? But usually we see some of these moves in the later waves of free agency, not necessarily at the beginning. So we'll see how everything plays out in Broncos country. Speaking of free agency, the Broncos lost a key backup player, a guy who had a potential to start on the offensive line at the tackle position. Calvin Anderson is heading to New England. What does that mean for the Broncos? Not only just with Calvin, but with the position itself in terms of backups behind Garrett Bulls, Mike McGlinchey. You're going to get that on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over there at FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and it's also super easy to use and to navigate. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained in a game. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. One of the pitfalls of NFL free agency is that fans are always excited to see who their team signs. But at the same time, you also lose out on some players that you like, including some fan favorites. The Broncos had that happen to them on Tuesday during the NFL legal negotiating period ahead of free agency. Just want to say thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day on your favorite audio podcasting platform or whether you watch us on YouTube. We appreciate you so much taking time out of your day to listen or to watch us break down all things orange and blue here. Lockdown Broncos. With that said, Calvin Anderson, a fan favorite. As we all know, the emoji, the shush emoji, he is moving on elsewhere. He signed a two-year deal with the New England Patriots, which is interesting because you look at Calvin's journey, right? He went undrafted, but the first team he signed with after being undrafted, it was the New England Patriots. And then he found his way somehow. You know, I think he spent a little bit of time with the New York Jets, came to Denver, and then spent the last four or five seasons here in Denver. Mike Munchak really valued him. George Payton really, really liked him. He's going to get an opportunity to start in New England. I couldn't be more happy for Calvin. Calvin's a great friend uh, of, to me. He's always been great to me as well. Great friend of the show and the program. We used to have him on the show as well. I'm happy for him, but I'm also kind of bummed out because now I look at Denver in a situation, right? We talk about, okay, hey, you know, they, they're still going to have Garrett Bowles here on this team. More than likely, it appears that's going to be the case. They get Mike McGlinchey, But it's like, what is the depth at the tackle position behind these guys here? Now with Calvin departing, uh, your thoughts on that, on Calvin and also the backup situation right now here in Denver? Yeah, exactly. Great, great for Calvin, obviously getting a multi-year deal from the Patriots and obviously a tremendous find by them coming out of the draft. And then for the Broncos staff to poach him, remember, they they just kind of just hoarded him on the roster for a year back in 2019 before he finally started getting chances to play late in that 2020 season. And then again in 20. So he, he got opportunities, but unfortunately, the the perfect time for him to really show what he could do over the 
a long period of time would have been this past year when the Broncos had the injury to Garrett Bowles, right? And he could have been the left tackle for the remainder of the year. Unfortunately, it just didn't work out between he and offensive line coach Butch Berry and obviously head coach Nathaniel Hackett until then he landed on injured reserve as well. So an unfortunate ending to his time in Denver. And I think that a lot of people would have seen what the Patriots, I think, know uh, if he would have gotten extended time on the field, which is that he is a very good player at the left tackle position. And sure enough, you know, the Patriots do have a need there. And I think the Broncos, Cody, as you mentioned, what is their backup situation right now? Well, on the roster, you've got guys like uh, Isaiah Prince, Will Sherman, uh, Hunter Thedford, names that you know, most fans are probably not going to know or, or remember that the Broncos even had, but they'll be in competition over the course of the offseason. Kind of makes you wonder, too, does our old pal Cam Fleming, does he get an offer to come back? Or is he going to get, after showing some decent stuff last year, is he going to get a chance to start somewhere else? It's going to be interesting to see what Denver does because I do believe right now, backup offensive tackle, either at left, maybe you get a guy who could play both right, left, or right, which, I mean, you look at Cam Fleming, he is a swing tackle. He did just that for the Broncos last season. You have to find that. You know, it's like, do you maybe invest in the NFL draft? I don't think so, right? Because obviously, you know, Garrett Bulls is under contract. I don't. I can't remember how many more years are left on his deal, but obviously his name has been linked to trade rumors before. So if Denver were to look at maybe getting a backup option, you got to make sure they could play both sides. But do you want to l- limit yourself or hinder yourself there? We know even Quinn Bailey could play tackles. Well, I know they tendered him. He's an ERFA. I, it's an interesting decision. I, I imagine Sean Payton and George Payton they're devising a plan. And as I think we have to remember as well, this is barely even the first wave of NFL free agency, right? There's usually like three waves. There's signings that happen even a month month from now that we're going to be like, okay, hey, Denver's making this move. It's not going to be like a big groundbreaking move necessarily, unless there's a key player who hasn't signed. What do they do here? Like that to me with a new offensive line coach and Zach Streif, you have to make sure you have your contingency plans in place. I think Denver is okay on their interior. I do think that they see something in Quinn Bailey as a, as an offensive guard for them. I want to see that. I mean, we don't even know if they're done making moves in the O line. Like are, is Lloyd Cushenberry going to be the center? Or are they going to look to bring somebody in? Is there still some guys on the free agency market? That I think is our next biggest question as it pertains to not only do you you have a backup option to tackle, but is Denver going to make a move at center here? Like that's another thing that we're going to tie into this offensive line conversation. I really hope they do, Cody, honestly, because the center market right now is very team friendly. If if people have been watching, you know, on Twitter, watching, the, you know, not that you're necessarily specifically watching the center market, but kind of taking those mental notes. OK, we see somebody like Garrett Bradbury come off the board for less than six million per season. Then you see uh, the, the 49ers re-sign somebody for, you know, even less than that. And you see this market developing Bradley Bozeman re-signing with the Panthers for, I believe, around three or four million per season. And so I think that there's a market developing at the center position right now. Obviously, you know, Jason Kelsey of the Philadelphia Eagles, he's not included there because it's he's one one guy in the best at his position. (laughs) And he's got like a standing deal with the Eagles. Right. So nobody else is getting 14 million dollars a year. But 
you know, you look at the rest of this market, the way it's developing, and there's players still out there like, you know, Evan Brown from the Detroit Lions, who would be a nice fit as a guard or center if the Broncos need be, if they do end up drafting somebody. There's our old pal, Connor McGovern. And I know every time I bring that up, I get a question of, well, didn't he sign with the Buffalo Bills? No, there's two Connor McGoverns, believe it or not, in the NFL that play interior (laughs) offensive line. It's such a crazy deal. But one of them was just with Dallas, and he is playing for Buffalo this coming season the Connor McGovern that was with the Broncos remember of a fifth round pick I believe out of Missouri in 2017 signed with the Jets and now he's once again a free agent so uh 2016 actually he was a fifth round pick I think with the same draft as Justin Simmons so either way doesn't matter he's a free agent and two Connor McGoverns I would bring the one who was previously in Denver back to Denver I think that's a solid option and there's other guys out there too Cody that I think you look at but as of right now looks like Broncos have at least four of those spots on the offensive line figured out. Maybe you could pencil Lloyd Cushenberry in for the other one. Not sure how confident everybody would be necessarily about that move. Well, even as well, someone that you drafted last year, and that's Luke Wattenberg as well. And, and I know, granted, like it was even admitted by Nathaniel Hackett last season, which is why I encourage Broncos country, hey, don't give up on Luke Wattenberg. He had his struggles. I thought he actually played well at guard, to be honest with you, when he had to get thrown in at the end of the season. I thought he played better at guard than he did center. But, you know, even like teammates were saying, like, hey, he was not put in a, a position to succeed. You know, like Hackett even came out and said that, kind of threw Butch Berry under the bus, like, we could have put him in a better position. Because I even asked Hackett during the season, like, how do preserve his confidence i mean he's a rookie and you know he's getting you know beat up on and it seems like things aren't going well for him like how do you preserve his confidence he's like we got to do a better job as a coaching staff of just putting him in a position to succeed and he said i feel like we failed doing that i know that was the tennessee titans game where that got brought up carolina as well so maybe there is you know some more optimism on luke wattenberg a guy who kind of took his licks last season we'll see what happens there but that's the question is denver going to make a move at center are they done is lloyd cushenberry going to get this one year to really kind of prove that maybe he belongs here, as we all know. The biggest complaint with Lloyd Cushenberry, he's a smart guy, but I think it's just the physical strength. He gets out physical by opposing defensive linemen from time to time, and that's where a lot of issues, I think, where we start to see Dalton Reisner's play slip off a little bit. We also saw it at the right guard position before Quinn Myers came in. That's where things started to slip off a little bit on the interior of the Broncos offensive line, something that Sean Payton and George Payton are looking to fix this offseason. Are they done? That's our question to you, Broncos country. What do you think the Broncos should do as it pertains to center. Should they look and sign somebody? What about backup offensive tackle options? Drop in the YouTube comments down below or tweet us on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Locked On Broncos. On today's episode of the show, though, there's some rumors circulating revolving the Denver Broncos, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler. What can we buy into this? We'll dive into that on today's episode of the show. This episode is brought to you by our friends over there at Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game app, and if you've ever thought of that you'd make a good GM, you got to give this game a try, and it's not as easy as you may think it is to create a dynasty. With NFL free agency going on right now, you control every aspect of the team that you decide to sign up for. You can sign players in free agency, you can make trades, you get to draft players, assemble your coaching staff, and much more. It gives you all the functional operations of being a general manager of your football franchise. Make sure you check it out today. You get to play through a multitude of seasons, 
to try to lead your team to glory. All of this comes in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and it's also playable offline where you can play on the go as you want to and when you want to. Locked On Broncos listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. So make sure to check it out today to download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. It wouldn't be the NFL offseason if there weren't trade rumors and speculation about some of the team's top players, not just for the Denver Broncos, but around the National Football League. Denver is in no exemption in the 2023 NFL free agency period. Just want to say thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. We appreciate you so much. I mean, Sarah, really, we've had this conversation the last couple of weeks here on the show. We've shared our thoughts on what the Broncos should do with the wide receivers, but it seems like there are are more rumors kind of heating up about Cortland Sutton potentially being traded. Benjamin Albright's brought it up. Obviously, a good friend of the show of ours has, has mentioned that on the sports zoo with, uh, you know, obviously Dave Logan, Big Al and Ryan Edwards, our friends of the show as well. I don't know if it was real or not. I saw a picture on Twitter where it said like the Patriots jet was in Denver. I'm not sure if that was one of those fake things. Our friend John always likes to post the pictures like, oh my gosh, like Derrick Henry was on my flight to DIA or Sean Payton was on my flight to DIA. We love John, man. But I I don't know what to believe anymore, what I see on Twitter, but it is interesting considering, okay, Calvin Anderson, he goes to the New England Patriots. Was the Jet there to pick up Calvin to take him to New England? Or are the Patriots really trying to work on signing or trading for a guy like Cortland Sutton with Jacoby Myers signing with the Las Vegas Raiders? Well, we know the Patriots are probably a little desperate for wide receiver help at this point. I mean, with losing Jacoby Myers, who no offense to the guy, I would say probably a third receiver kind of, you know, type of player, right? At best and kind of their wide receiver one the last few years. So really to me, Cody, that's a franchise right now that's in desperation mode at receiver. They have been for a couple of years. I feel like they've kind of been just scraping by. So I suppose it wouldn't really be all that surprising, right? If they were after somebody like Cortland Sutton or even Jerry Judy or whoever else because you look at their depth chart right now Devontae Parker Kendrick Bourne Lynn Bowden I mean these are the guys there's a there's a wide receiver on their depth chart right now Cody who has the number 44 is that's his that's his jersey number so I mean if you want a status of how pathetic the the Patriots wide receivers are that's it right there so definitely but the, the thing is and I've heard some rumors floating around about trading him for a day three pick meaning trading Cortland Sutton for a day three pick Cody I would be I would be furious about that I mean I mean much rather have Cortland Sutton on the team than another fourth or fifth round draft pick I mean that's just that is ridiculous to me I would be very very much opposed to that and I would hope that you know uh, obviously you're not going to pull a DMAC at a press conference Cody but I think definitely asking George Payton and Sean Payton the questions when you get the opportunity if that were to happen to say what's going on here like what is the value of a day three pick versus having Cortland Sutton on this roster I just I I don't like hearing that kind of stuff and it kind of makes me hope like okay let's just shut these rumors down now and move forward with these guys on the team unless you're talking about a bidding more that involves a day two pick for Cortland so and specifically I would say a second round pick I don't I don't even know that I'd be good with a third rounder yeah but that's my rant on that Cody I just much (laughs) rather have Cortland Sutton than a you know a crappy draft pick for lack of a better term or turn of phrase no I'm with you there I would be I would be livid and this would be the one thing like okay I I get that we trust like 
George Payton, Sean Payton. But like this would be something I'm like, what are what are you guys doing? You know, maybe they have a better idea. Maybe there's a, a bigger plan in store. But the fact that Jerry Judy's name is also being tossed in some of these, I don't like that. I don't like the fact, and, and you know me, my premise is that, hey, you play this season with Cortland, Jerry, KJ, Tim. It's not, I mean, Jerry's playing for a, a contract extension. You just extended Tim and Cortland at pretty damn good deals in comparison to the rest of the market. And you have KJ Hamler, who doesn't cost much against the cap. He has a chance to play himself into a little bit more money and a role in Denver with his speed dynamic. The question is, can all these guys stay healthy and play together at the same time? We had this conversation. Okay, if these guys are balling out and they're playing well throughout the entire season, maybe you make a move at the NFL trade deadline. But if you're to trade a, you know one of your key guys away for a day three pick, I would be I would be so pissed. I don't think that is benefit. I don't think it makes the Broncos better. It would truly be the one move that gets made that makes me like scratch my head and say, I don't know what these guys are doing here. But then again, we haven't, we've only seen it come out from one person. We've never seen this come out from other reputable reporters. So maybe this is just talk. Maybe it's just rumblings. We'll have to see there. But you know what? In terms of speculation, tell you what, the one thing I never understand, and look, if you do this, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be mean, but it's like, I don't understand how people have time to go and look on social media and look at where a player, like on Instagram or Twitter, that they followed or unfollowed like this team. I don't get it. Sarah, it's the wildest thing in the world to me, but apparently... Broncos fans were looking at C.J. Gardner-Johnson's Instagram, and he followed the Broncos. He followed a bunch of Broncos players. And then after, I think it got brought to light, brought to attention, he unfollowed pretty much most of them. So it's like... What the heck's going on here? We know he's got connections to Sean Payton. Sean Payton's come out vocally when uh, the Saints traded away uh, him to the Eagles. He's like, what the heck are they doing? So could it, I mean, could it maybe align? Could Denver maybe spend some big time money? I I look at that and think he's a good player. You have a young guy as well in Caden Stearns who has talent that you want to see if, in fact, he can be a guy for the next four to five years here in Denver as well. Right. It's just it's all about how you want to allocate what remaining assets you have. And if you do choose to make a move like that, like what is the fallout? Like we're talking about these wide receiver trade options, you know, and that could free up some cap space. The Broncos haven't done any restructuring as of yet, Cody, which I find to be interesting. That kind of to me means maybe maybe there is something to these trade rumors like that. You might restructure a guy like Cortland Sutton, let's say, if you were planning on making more moves in the interim instead of just getting his contract ultimately off the books. So I guess, like you said, we, we haven't even got to the first official day as of the time we're recording this. It's not even the first official day of the new NFL league year. But with with CJ Gardner Johnson, it's really all about how do the Broncos want to allocate their remaining assets, right? Do you want to go after a, a guy like that and pair him up with Justin Simmons, which would be really cool. I mean, CJ Gardner Johnson had six picks last year, nine over the last two seasons between his time with the saints and the Eagles. So I'd be excited about that, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. Do you want to invest that money in a different position? Yeah. Do you want to maybe save some money in case somebody comes available later on? I don't know exactly what the case will end up being, but I do think that it's funny. It's, it's interesting to see, you know, the Twitter detectives, they're good, man. They find out this information about flights going in into the Centennial airport and all that good stuff. And so at least it gives us something fun to talk about if nothing else, but I don't know. I mean, with CJ Gardner Johnson, I think I could see, Either way, people kind of saw that connection between he and Peyton early on in this whole free agent 
you know, wish list process. And the Broncos obviously have an opening at that safety spot. But like you mentioned, Caden Stearns is kind of waiting in the wings there. So maybe you save that money that you would spend on CJ Gardner Johnson, spend it elsewhere, or maybe just make that one more big splash and just bring him on in. Could it be like the 2014 NFL free agency period, never making big splashes? And look, you know, even like Caden Stearns has seen all the talk because, right, with the, the whole Instagram thing of CJ Garner Johnson, a lot of people are like, yeah, bring him in. We don't need Caden Stearns. It's like Caden saw that. And he's like, all right, looks like I have, you know, I still have a lot to prove there. And, and, I think Caden is a very, very talented player. And I think that you and I have said it here on the show. I think you have to see what he and Justin Simmons can do for you for a season. You know, granted injury history with Caden, he should be fully ready to go. The hip should be better than it has been. I mean, this is a, the hip thing was something that was dating back to college for him. So the fact he's got a fix now, I think gives him a little bit more longevity. We'll have to wait and see. I'm personally on the board there. Stick with uh, stick with Caden Stearns. And look, if Denver were to somehow move on from Kwan Williams, which I hope they do not do. I know that's been talked about a little bit. He can CJ Gardner Johnson could play inside the nickel. That's where he was a pest at the New Orleans Saints. That's where he's getting, you know, guys punching him in the helmet, you know, getting into fights with Michael Thomas at practice. Like He's a talented player. You have to ask yourself, is that what you want right now with where Denver is at? A new coaching staff makes anything at this point possible, especially considering some of the old personnel that was from the old coaching staffs and old regimes here in Denver. So I think that is worth noting there. But with that said, Broncos country, we will wrap up today's episode of the show with this. We just want to say thank you so much for taking time to listen or to watch us break down all things here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. You get this podcast free and available everywhere you get your podcast every single day, all year long. Because for the true fan, there's never an offseason. Straight to the point. Broncos talk. No muss. No fuss. You get it all here every single day. Thank you so much. Sarah and I, we will have you covered every step of the way as NFL free agency continues. The latest going on in Broncos country. You get that here. Locked on Broncos.